Steve Mathis production. Check it out, Pulp MX fans. We're proud to announce iPhone users can now get the official Pulp MX app from the App Store and have archives, show drops and technical info, stories, and even exclusive bonus Pulpcasts not available anywhere else. As always, use the Mathis code at btosports.com, and when buying from Amazon, click the banner on pulpmx.com to show your support. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOsports.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX Podcast Show, Daytona Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Steve Mathis, and uh, with me on the phone, as usual, the runner-up in the 2125 West Coast Series, our own David Pingree. Ping, what's up? Hi, Steve. And runner-up in the Supermoto Series as well. 2006 yep. or 7. Yeah. Um, uh, also with me uh, is a champion, a real champion, a German, past German Supercross champion, two-time, and, uh, and he raced at Daytona. Uh, Jason Thomas, JT, what's up? Uh, not too much. I was also runner-up today to Kyle Chisholm when we were practicing. So. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Yep. There you go. <laughs> it, it all worked out. Um, uh, I guess first of all, let's get into let's get into uh, Daytona a little bit, but let's get into a debate right now. Ping, uh, if you were in charge of the world, would you go back to the old Daytona, thirty man, middle of the day, shitty ass transitional jumps track? Or would you do what they're doing now? What would what do you prefer? Uh, I, I think I'd go with whatever was drawing the bigger crowds. I mean, obviously, when it rains, it's it's tough to pull a bunch of people out there. But I think if the weather's nice, what they're doing now is it's it's better. You know, we always want to like candy coat the olden days and say it was better, and mm-hmm. it was definitely harder. I don't think anyone will argue that yeah. when it was humid and hot and the track was such a pile of crap but yeah i'd say i think it's safer now i think it's a better show and i think it's probably better for the sport overall if you go by fans there's no question in the middle of the day those races there wouldn't be very many people there now and since they opened up the tarmac jt it's been packed right i mean yeah i would i would like to kind of do both i would like to um have it during the day because i thought that was pretty cool and then uh, I, I would like to kind of have the track the way it is now because it's way better. It's way safer. Yeah. Um, I think it makes for better racing. There's, you know, it used, to, it used to be so spread out because the track was so rough and beat up. Yeah. But I'd like, I'd like to go back to 30, 30 rider main events. Like, that. I thought that was cool. It was just different. Mm-hmm. You saw, you know, not that I've been qualifying every week, but you saw guys that, Normally don't qualify in the main events, and mm-hmm. they're just different. I thought that was cool. And uh, it, the track's plenty big enough for it. I mean, there's so much room on that track. Now, I never raced it, um, but I thought Gary Bailey was seriously on crack uh, sometimes when he's designing that track. Um, I still I, do sometimes. Yeah, like, it was terrible, right? I mean, no transitions, and he would just dig holes in the ground, and he would I, – I don't really know exactly what the – he was going for a lot of times, but um, I mean, I don't know. W- was it that bad back in the day, JT? I mean, was it? 
Was it a track design slash uh, de design problem, or what was it? Uh, there was a few, a few just issues like I didn't agree with. The, the use of the lime rock just gave way. Like where the grass met the lime rock, you would get the biggest G-outs you've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, there was no lead-in. Like now they have clay lead-in to the jump, so it all stayed smooth and like a normal track. Mm-hmm. Back then, it was just grass and then a jump. So you had this huge hole, and <laughs> at the end of the day, it was sketchy. Like, doing the triples was really, really, <laughs> really dangerous. And yeah. You had to really the, the, the triple. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> There's a couple uh, where they get really bad. You'd have to wheelie over the curb edge and just set your front wheel down about half of the face of the triple. <laughs> just, and then pray to Jesus. <laughs> and then go to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then they had, like, one year they had, or a couple years they had the wall. I mean, yeah. not walls they have now. I'm talking real walls, where on track walk, I was sit, I stood there for, like, 15 minutes and just tried to devise a way to get over this thing. It was, I felt like I was on, like, American Gladiators. Um, well, the, the one year, he actually they actually made him take it out um, before the triple because no one could do the triple because the wall was so dumb. Um but uh, Ping, let's. You, I, did you only do Daytona that one time? I did a classic commentary. And I saw you number forty-one. Is that the only time you've ever done Daytona? No, I actually did it again in ninety-seven. I almost won it. I got third. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, oh, you did. Yeah. Um, just got tired. That was when it was during the day, and it was it was <laughs> over. It was probably like twenty-three minutes, twenty-two minutes. The main event. Just got tired. I rode. I was I, I was good for about eighteen. What's, that, what's that, JT? I rode both Did events you? that day. It was a little rough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little bit rough. Uh, so, Ping, for you, would that be your your biggest Daytona memory? Like the year that you almost won, would you say? I mean, even though it was a little bittersweet, but, like, look, is that sort of your Daytona memory? Or is it yeah. getting, getting well, wasted? Yeah, because it's, it's kind of a, a long story. Like, I wasn't even going to race that day. Um, the weekend before was Gainesville, uh, back on the old schedule when the Nationals started halfway through the Supercross Series. Another awesome idea that lasted way too long. But uh, I got landed on. Lammy landed on me coming out of the gator pit there and broke my pinky finger. And um, I tried riding that week. I was staying down at Ricky's. And I, I'm just like, I can't ride. Like, I couldn't hold on with this broken pinky finger. I tried taping it, and that actually made it worse. Mm -hmm. So I called Mitch, uh, or I think actually Mike Hooker, our team manager at the time, called Mitch, and he's like, Hey, uh, Pink says he's not riding. His finger hurts. He broke his pinky finger. You know, of course, making me sound like a pussy. I'm like, dude, I can't hold on. You know, like I don't know what you want me to do. I tried riding during the week, and it was, it was, it hurt. And uh, Mitch is like, dude, come on, you gotta, you gotta at least try. Like, go out and just try. So uh, I did, and ended up, of course, pulling the freaking hall shot, and almost won Daytona. So, oh, yeah. he and I laugh about that now a lot. But. Uh, it's just a pinky. <laughs> I know, dude, but JT, can you back me up at all or, or call me a pussy on this one? Like, I don't care what finger it is. You break it. I mean, it was broke clean through. It still looks like a hook. It hurts. You know, it's like vibrating. Extremities, yeah, any extremities, toes, trying to ride with broken toes, like shifting or broken fingers or anything hurts. I mean, that's, that's the stuff you're using to hold on to the bike with, and it's not good. And Daytona, you know, you're holding on extra tight just because it's fast and, you know, I don't know. 
<laughs> that track used to beat the crap out of you too. It's nothing, nothing like it isn't. You know, right? Like it is now is is just a pale memory of how it was then. JT, what about your Daytona memories? Uh, what was the best one for you? The best year? The best uh, the being drunk on Main Street story, or what? Just what was the best thing? <laughs> Yeah, Daytona was always kind of the same for me. I felt like every year I would go there, ride decent, and get 12. That's like every year <laughs> for 10 years. I felt like that's how it went. Right. Felt decent. Yeah, yeah, I felt okay. Have a decent, you know, heat or semi. Yeah, everything's going good. Get 12. Yeah, let's go out. <laughs> then I go home every single time. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the, the two mud years have been disastrous for me. I, 08 and this year were both just horrendous. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, I really, really like Daytona. Yeah. Just not so much when it decides to rain and never stops. The only that's how it was. the only thing in Ping you raced. Well, both of you raced with thirty man gates. The only thing with that is like I remember as a mechanic. Obviously, work if I worked for Ty Birdwell, it was sweet because it was you know we we're making the main, possibly winning a semi even. Um, but uh, uh, man, those I mean MC and those guys, even RC, they'd be lapping dudes on the second lap. You know what I mean? Like, there's some guys that were like, just, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> so it posed a little bit of a problem, I, I thought, at side times for those guys. You, you bump into that, like, even with a 20-man gate at, like, Minneapolis or something some years, you know. True, true. Dudes who are not doing the triple in the, you know, in right. the big class, it's like, wow. Um, Come on, AMA. Did any of you guys uh, go out after and have any any exciting stories? I went out one time. I went out one time, went into some biker bar. Uh, I never even made it to that Razzles or where everybody goes. Yeah. We went into some other biker bar, and I was, like, scared for my life. It was, like, seriously, leather-clad, tattooed, cigarette-smoking Harley owners. <laughs> and they looked like they wanted to kill me, all of them. I don't know why. We just kind of cruised in, and we're like, yep, we're out of here. <laughs> we took <laughs> off, and that was it. Went to Steak and Shake, had dinner, went back and went to bed. So I didn't really get the whole party scene down there. Yeah, yeah. Um, JT? Uh, yeah, it was always pretty much a mess. There, every time somebody was getting punched or kicked out or, you know, dragged out. Yeah. Uh, it was just always, it's kind of always the same. People are drinking and it's just cops are called. It's just too many different kinds of people meeting at one place you have the bike week people like the hardcore bike week people right then you have spring break starting and you have you know our like a supercross people who you know most of the people that race in our industry related think that they're you know the greatest people on earth and right. you know look down on everybody so <laughs> it's a bad I, combo I, def uh, I definitely went to where the hardcore bikers were that's where i was <laughs> but you just take that back you know, atmosphere of those three different groups and add them together and you're bound to have a fight. GTL, dude. Jim Town Laundry. Yeah, I think my, my greatest experience was Jason Burnett. Uh, oh, yeah. When he had a Gary Bailey sighting. Uh, and I actually, he didn't have a sighting. He was just really upset with Gary Bailey. Yes, he was. Was it in a Wendy's? No, it was at Razzle. Oh. <laughs> and uh, he was screaming bloody murder about Gary Bailey the way and the way he built tracks yeah, in the midst of making out with every random girl he met. 
He um, would make out with a girl, scream about Gary Bailey, and make out with somebody else. Yeah, he didn't make the main. Um, and repeat. Yeah. Well, I remember that we lost him. Uh, JT, I don't know if you and I went our separate ways, but we lost him at one point, and we didn't know where he was, but we were driving his box van back, and someone said, hey, there's Fernet. I think it was our buddy Kiwi. <laughs> and he was laying in the gutter with mustard all over the front yeah. of his shirt. He'd been at the hot dog stand. Yeah, he was next to the hot dog stand, <laughs> laying in the gutter, like disgusting <laughs> Daytona Main Street gutter, mustard all over his shirt, just just gone. <laughs> yeah, Fernet does, like, that time of year, Fernet would always stay at my house, uh, like, just to practice and whatever. And uh, he would always sleep in the box stand, but every night before he went to bed, he would, you know, shower or whatever, which is normal. But he would fix his hair, put cologne on and go to bed like with you know clothes on like dressed like he could do whatever <laughs> and i saw him like what are you doing why he's like man on the road you never know who's going to come crawl in bed with you i've, I've had some crazy nights i had no idea who was getting in here with me i'm just like wow <laughs> like, i don't even want to know yeah yeah and that was we got i think we got kicked out of that club because he was uh Pull out his unit and doing the wristwatch with it and stuff. He and, was, he yeah. was. He was asking every chick if they knew what time it was. Yeah, and then they would, yeah. then they would look down. And it would be wrapped around his wrist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good times, good times. Standard for that over there. All right, let's move on to this Daytona. Uh, JT uh, didn't go well for you. We covered a little bit on on the show last night, Paul Mech show. Um, uh, just like you said, not a good combo for you, the mud and the rain. But let me ask you this, Ping. Uh, Stewart won, and he won pretty handedly. And he, there's no doubting he's been better since he moved to the East Coast. So, is this the start of a run? Is this the start of uh, some wins racking up? Mm, I think he'll be better. You know, I thought all along once once he gets to some places where there's some better traction, he'll be better. But I still don't know if his his best is is good enough to start running. Racking up a bunch of wins on Villapoto. I mean, I don't know. It's just there's a lot of stuff going to go on now because you know RV is going to mellow out a little bit. He would be stupid not to. Mm-hmm. You know, if Stewie's hanging it out, going bananas to try to win, I don't know. Again, you're talking to a guy with zero championships, so maybe I'm just looking at it wrong, but I just, I, you know, take what I can get, and he, he's got 150. 50 points lead or something retarded. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, I just cruise it in, you know. That, that's just me. Right, right. That's You don't want another St. Louis, you know. Yeah. All it takes is one big crash, and now all of a sudden you're out and just you threw away you know, however many millions of dollars. You don't want a Dallas or a uh, wherever the supermoto crash was. No, you don't want those. You don't want those. Um, what do you think, JT? Can, can, he, can he take this as confidence? And Obviously, RV had his problems, so we never saw, like, straight up who was better. RV had his problems, but um, can Stewie run with this? I think it's going to be interesting because I think James will win more races now, but I just don't know if it's going to be because RV's mindset will change or if it's going to be now that we're on the East Coast or if it's going to be James who got some confidence. So I do think he's going to win more races. I just don't know what to attribute it to. That makes any sense. Um, maybe, no. a little, maybe a little all three, huh? Right. Yep. Uh-huh. I mean, it also it helps that you know you have two less, two of the elite guys are out also. So. Yeah, you only yeah. need you only need RV to beat RV now. You know, in theory, you have to beat everybody, but realistically, you only have to beat RV now instead of 
you know, Ryan. Well, what's, what's the status on Dungey? Because they made it sound like he was just missing one round. But I no, heard he's, four to six weeks. Yeah, he's out four to six weeks. He is. I talked to KTM. Okay. Yeah. I so, think he's done it, though. He's done, but um, So, if Dungey's out, well, let's move on to Dungey real quick. Uh, was it a successful season for Ryan Dungey? Two races in uh, two wins and nine races. Um, I I think so. I mean, obviously it's a bummer about his collarbone, but uh, I think it's still a a win win for him and and KTM. Ping. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like you just said, two two wins in nine races. He was ten or twelve points out of the lead, right? Yeah. And he was close. That's that's still in the hunt and uh, always consistent. You know, I think I think he did. I think he had a better season going than he did last year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, right there tells you, I think they were very successful. And for them to come out with a brand-new bike, you know, yeah, I think, I, I think you got to tip your cap to the KTM guys. I think they all did a, did a lot of hard work, and it paid off. JT, agree? Yeah, I would base, basically go off of uh, Anaheim 1 if you told me that he would have won two races at that point and be, you know, 10 to 13 points out of the championship. I would have said I would have taken the the no side of that. Right, you know, right. That's not going to happen. So, you know that that did happen. So I'll, I'll have to go with successful for sure. Yeah, it's I better agree. than I, I agree. better than I expected. I, I agree. I'd say if you told me that Anaheim won, uh, I'd be like, no, no, I don't think so. You know, judging off his year last year and then the switch to the new bike. So, um, who else? Uh, who who was surprised by Davey Millsaps fending off uh, Kevin Windham? Good ride for Davey. Been, he's been on it lately. Uh, I, I wasn't surprised. He, he's a great mud rider. He always has been. Yeah. Um, what JT was saying last night, too. Uh, but I don't know. It, it does seem like he gets, he's been getting tired, kind of, you know, the standard Millsaps move there. But I don't know. It was definitely a good ride for him. He needed something. Yeah. In, uh, in St. Louis, I mean, he hole shot and was leading. And – it, I mean, it was that's a that's a good part of the race, but the bad part is was he's clearly he, by ten laps he was he was done, so he's mm-hmm. not ready to go up front like as hard as he was in St. Louis. There's no doubt, but he can get in second and ride around in the mud and and you know and fend off Kevin Windham. It's pretty damn good. But I think that those are two very different scenarios. Uh-huh. I think when he's been getting tired, I think it's been a cardio thing where he's just blowing up. You know, when wind wise, where he you know just can't go that that intensity anymore. Mm-hmm. Where Daytona is not that was not that kind of race. You had so much time to rest, and yeah, maybe your legs and arms got tired from holding on, but it, you weren't cardiovascular. You, you weren't breathing hard really at any point because the track was so slow, and there was just so many areas where you just had to tra- like trail ride almost in the mud. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it was the same kind of you know getting tired where he was going to just fade. Yeah. Uh, just a different different kind of uh, endurance, I think. Interesting, yeah. though, JT. I, I thought, I mean, generally riding in the mud is pretty tiring. Um, you know, it like, is, but not not your breathing. You're yeah. you're not really breathing hard because you're not you can't push. You're you get tired, like you get tired of holding on with your arms and right. fighting the bike, but not your neck. Your heart rate is substantially lower than than a normal supercross race. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Kevin Windham got third. Um, I, I was th- I was thinking early in the race when it was going to get Millsaps and he possibly could get James and maybe win this thing. But uh, JT, just what you said, he just couldn't do it. You couldn't do much out there, right? It was sort of hard to get by. You kind of had to pick and choose your spots. 
Yeah, it was really one-lined, and I think he tried to force the issue a few times and didn't make it happen and then kind of dropped back and lost. You know, once you lose that sight, you can't see him close anymore. You just lose that drive to, to get past him. And, uh, yeah, he made he made some really big mistakes. After, you know, I don't know what lap was, seven or eight, and lost a bunch of time to Davey. And uh, that was pretty much it. You know, every time every time he tried to make a move, Davey would roost him or he'd get stuck in a bad line and lose time and, you know, just kind of – I don't want to say that he gave up. I'm sure he didn't give up, but right. – you know, at the beginning, it was like, all right, I can get him, I can get him, and then you get roosted, and you make a mistake, and over and over every time, you just kind of get frustrated. Yeah. Did he yank his goggles? I mean, that's another thing. Once your goggles are off, you, you aren't passing anybody. Yeah, I don't know. JT? I'm not sure if he did. I, I don't know if he did. I, I would I would think he probably did at some point. I just don't know when. Yeah, uh, JS kept his goggles on the whole time, and it looked like Davey did, too, after that, though. I know Chisholm tossed his. Uh, you know, it's pretty, like you said, Ping, it's pretty tough to, uh, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's so hard to keep your goggles. Like, you know, the, they always tell you that's, that's like a, you know, rookie, rookie deal. Like they tell you, don't ever throw your goggles, you know, like, yeah, it's always a bad idea to throw your goggles, but you get to the point you can't see out of them. Like you, you're literally like, I'm going to crash because I can't see. Yeah. So what, what do I do here? <laughs> yeah. The you biggest know? problem with the water the water was so bad in some of the areas that it would just get underneath anything you were running. It would get behind your tear-off. It would get underneath roll-offs. And then you get that distorted water view. You know, you're looking like through a kaleidoscope trying to do a triple. And uh, <laughs> things, things go real bad in that situation. So, you know, I think that that was more the reason people were pulling goggles than so much the roost or the mud. You, uh... what, was it, what was the deepest hole, JT? Was it, uh, was it deep enough to, like, blow your feet off the pegs? The water, yeah, it was what you know, the problem is they build the track, they build down. You know, mm-hmm. it starts out as a flat surface and then they build these gator pits or whatever they call them that are just, you know, a hole in the sand. And those things just filled up with water. You know, all the roller sections were just full of water. So you would just jump and, and, and just splash and water go everywhere. And in the first lap, first couple of laps were especially bad because you'd be next to people and they're just splashing you. Know? That was that was the main the main issue, the, the mud was not really that that bad as far as roost because nobody was really, like, wide open anywhere. You were just kind of trail riding through it. Um, interesting. Was that, the muddiest, was that the muddiest supercross you've ever done, JT? No, 08 was way worse than that. Was that the yeah, muddiest you've ever was, done? Uh, Sevilla, that we were talking about last night, Sevilla, that race in Spain mm, in 03, end of 03 was – Unreal. Literally every time I went through this one section, I revved my bike up and ghost rode it across, and then would run across, like scamper across the water and go pick it up and go again. It was the only way I could get across it. Come on. I promise you. I promise you. Every time I tried to go across it, I crashed. So I just gave up and would just ghost ride it across, shoot it over there, and then go pick it up and And take off. Run across the water and go get it. Yep. Yep. Daryl Hurley took it to the world that day, man. He did. He did. Has another New Zealand rider ever won a premier Supercross race, like uh, premier class? Uh, no, no. Townley won some regionals, uh, you know. But yeah, Shane King won a semi or two, maybe. Uh, I don't think he even did that. <laughs> um, that big old KTM. Yeah. The well, this uh, the the funny thing was was I remember when Hurley won. I didn't go to that race, but when everybody got back, people were like, "Oh, dude, Hurley cut the track so bad, so many places," and. 
I mean, then you see it on TV like a week later, and you're like, dude, everybody is cutting the track. Langston's yeah, not even. GL cut it. GL cut it. I mean, like Hanson did this weekend. You just watch the video and like, oh dear God, what, you know, what happened right there? Like yeah. your brain just completely shut off. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and, and actually this weekend, Hanson obviously we saw that he got black flagged, and then Alessi, JT, you said Alessi was pretty bad too. Yeah, yeah, he just totally. <laughs> Why is that not a shock? <laughs> <laughs> he crashed in the turn and then was like, "All right, I'm gonna pass everybody back right here," and went next to the track. Like, he might as well have been in that rhino with with Cliff Nobles, wide open <laughs> down the side of the track, and just whipped back in. Um, he's just like, "It's not fair, I crashed. It's not fair." <laughs> right. Yep. Um, totally. It just, you know, I I don't understand. What they, you know, he got docked, which, whichever, you know, however you feel about it. I, he honestly could have got docked to 20th for how bad it was, but yeah. In all fairness, he would have probably qualified either way. Cause he was riding really well, but it was just infuriating at the time. As I'm splashing through the water, I see this, you know, <laughs> bullet go by, neon <laughs> neon bullet go to my right. JTR 450. A JT clad orange JT gear just flying by you. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. The uh, I lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, J- James Stewart was on the show last night. And, you know, last year, Daytona, he made – it was kind of cool to see him jump that wall jump. I mean, that was pretty hairy. And uh, he was doing it, and it was awesome. And he he didn't come out and say it in so many words last night, but he did say, JT, like, yeah, and then they put two of them in there, and it's obvious they want us to jump it. And it's like, okay, like, you know, kind of overkill. Do you, do you agree with that? Because, uh, you know, he was like, yeah, the first time they didn't want us to jump it, but now they made two of them because they thought it was so awesome what I, what I did last year. Honestly, the way they built it, it was pretty much impossible to do, I thought. He did them. They, they built the, He did it, right? That? He did them. He did it in practice? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that. I, when I looked at it on track, like, I'm like, well, nobody's going to do this this year. Like, it was really tall. The wall part was really, really, really tall. No, yeah, he so. busted them out, he said. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see it. I'm sure he did. Yeah. I, I just didn't even know he did, so whatever. I, I never even thought about it. Yeah, it's not even an whatever. option. <laughs> no, I never even looked at it, sized it up, you know, thought about it. Right, just right. Whatever. Yeah. Um, hey, hey, does Barnett build it still? I don't know. I think he did. I know Ricky designed it, but I'm pretty yeah. sure he did, actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and I th- you thought you thought the start was pretty bad, JT, pretty unfair? Yeah, it was it was like we talked about like Butts Creek or a GP style where yeah. you know it just went one two three four all the way from the inside to the outside. Like there was no picking a gate. It was just like, all right, I'm 13th pick. Yep, 13th gate. Yeah, I, I, all God, the way down. God, I so. hate that. I don't like that in any race. I yeah, it. I don't. I don't care for it either. I hate that the GPs do it all the time, and then I always bitch about it at Butts Creek and stuff. Like, it's just not cool. It's just not. It doesn't. No, it, it takes any strategy or thought or anything out of it. You know, right? It's just yeah. like you know, kind um, of uh, turn your brain off and just pick your gate, and then you know, if, you're, if you get the tenth tenth gate, you're probably going to come out somewhere between five and fifteen on the start, just yeah. because it's you know, no matter yeah. what you do, yeah. just because of your location. Uh, Ping. Yeah. Uh, I've uh, I've been telling you about that KTM three hundred and fifty. I've been telling you about it. And- You've been. I know. I know. And it finally paid off. All that good. Good talk you've been giving it. <laughs> Marvin Musclean, fourth place. Someone someone sent me a, an email about how he uh, 
at the end of the race, he was cleaner than anyone else in the entire field. No, he changed his jersey before the interview. Uh, there is no way uh, that he did not change his jersey. I mean, JT, he had like a brand new jersey on for his interview with Aaron. Yeah, I would, so I'm sure they, they changed it. I mean, I, I would think yeah. that uh, yeah. most of them, you know, anybody, any sponsor, clothing sponsor that was that had an opportunity would want that, you know, yeah. especially Musk when doing that well. Uh, but, hey, that's good for him, fourth place. On the KTM 350. He's doing well. He's yeah. he's going to use this like Sealy, I think. When he goes back on the west side, you watch. He'll be better. Yeah, I agree. You know, just uh, And I think 350 sales are now are going to skyrocket, too. Oh. People are going to realize <laughs> this bike is a weapon in the 30-plus classes and in mud that. races. <laughs> I'm surprised, Ping, they don't put you in the brochure. Being like, I did starts with Tyler Keefe, and we were dead even. It wasn't, it wasn't Tyler. Whatever. Who was it? Sorry. I don't remember. It was one of the test drivers we had. <laughs> um, and and, uh, and going on from there, I guess uh, the rest of the, the rest of the field uh, filled in pretty nicely. Although Weimer, Weimer, I, Weimer said he's not that good in the mud, but he, you know, he got seven, so that's good for him. And uh, you know, um. Fifth place. Who was fifth? Uh, it was a surprise. Uh, 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 hold on. Villapoto. I got the points in front of me. Oh, yeah, Villapoto. Yeah, I'm sorry. Fifth place. Uh, Villapoto. Kind of, kind of saving his, uh, his championship uh, hopes a little bit. The, the worst possible thing you could do is do what he did and go down on the first lap like that. And obviously, uh, someone said he would have had Musk win had it been another lap. I'm, I didn't look at the intervals, but um, I don't do you, think so. What do you think, JT? Like. Uh, is fifth an awesome ride? Is it a good ride? Is it kind of just what he should do, or you know, what do you think? You were there. You saw him. You saw him work through the pack. Do I think Ryan Bell Potter should get fifth? Is that no your question. Like, well, but he had a crash and. Yeah, no, no. Like I'm saying, like considering his crash and he was dead last, right? Yeah. Um, was it an amazing ride? Was it slow and steady and kind of just picking guys off? I mean, how far back was he? You know, I was good. I don't think it was an overwhelming, you know, just newsworthy accomplishment. It was good. I mean, he did what he needed to do. Yeah. But I just think he, you know, the race was really long. Even even with the cut down laps, the race was really long. Yeah. So I think he had lots of time, uh, and he just, you know, he just slowly caught up with those guys. It wasn't anything mind blowing. I think James's ride last year was more impressive. Just because of the things he was doing on the track and the speed he was going, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I didn't see the lap times, but I would be very surprised if Ryan's lap times were anything close to like what James's were. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, and uh, you asked the, you asked us on the show last night to ask James about the last few laps, and he did say that yeah, he was just had a huge lead, and he was just rolling. He was just just playing it safe. Yeah, he totally. That's like what like I said. He gave up a bunch of time back to Davey at the end, and I mean, I'm sure he wasn't worried, but no, I no, just didn't yeah. know if it was something he he did, you know, on purpose or the bike was forcing him to do that or what. Right. Um, Makes sense. You know, obviously, after you watch Chad, you know, was just going for it in 08 the last few laps, like no regard for his bike at all, mm-hmm. and then it, you know, just gave out the last lap. I'm sure that was in the back of his mind. Uh, hey, we're ten. We're ten. Uh... 10 races into a 17-race series. Here's a question I have for you guys. Who Now, Wyndham's in fourth. 
Weimer's fifth, Millsap sixth, Reed, then Metcalf eighth, and Brayton ninth. Who's been who's been the best of the rest of the guys, in your opinion? Metcalf, Brayton, Millsaps, Weimer, or Wyndham? Like who's been like I I this is something I wrote about in my column. I went through the results and like none of these guys can seem to consistently be the next best guy. Um Brayton made a podium, which was great. Weimer's made two. Metcalf has not made any, but he's come close. He's got fourth. He got fourth. Um Millsap's made a podium now and got a fourth. Like who's been the next best guy? I mean, obviously the points say Wyndham, but to me, I think it's Brayton. He crashed so bad at San Diego. He hasn't been riding, and, and you know, he has, obviously he's 10th in the points. He missed the main event. But just week in and week out, I think he's been the best of those next guys or the most impressive. Uh, what do you think, Ping? I don't think you can say that. Okay. I think, it's, I think you got to go by points. Oh, God. I think – Okay. Well, because I think Brayton is faster. He's shown flashes, but he also didn't qualify for a main event. You know, like – How's that being the best of the rest? I mean, that's a that's a bummer. What? Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I, I, I hear what you're saying. You could make a case for any one of them, really, but or at least three or four of them, but okay. I, I think you just got to go with points if you're really trying to make that argument. So it's Kevin Windham, then? I think so. Plus, he added in his opening ceremonies gig, his autograph <laughs> oh, line, which oh, is geez. out the door. Okay, yeah, we're not arguing. We don't. Ar- we don't put that in there. Yeah, um, I do. <laughs> I do. It's my. It's my ranking. Uh, what do you think, JT? I'm going to take Millsaps, and it's obviously biased for the last few weeks because he's come on pretty strong. Uh-huh. But he's shown he's shown a lot of uh, speed, and he's whole shot a bunch. Um, four six. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take Millsaps. Four six two in the last three races. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of people were doubting what he was going to do this year. I don't think anybody expected anything from him. I really don't. Uh, you know, he he very obviously made attempts to ride somewhere else, <laughs> and uh, I just I don't think a lot of people expected a lot from him. And he's kind of uh, proven a lot of people wrong. I think opened some eyes the last few weeks. So I, I just I go with Weimer or Brayton. But I think if I if I have to lean on it, lean, if I have to pick, I go with Brighton. I don't. Those guys have just had too many terrible races. I mean, they've had some races where it's just been bad, bad, real bad. <laughs> bad, bad, real bad. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I don't know. I mean, they've they've had flashes, but all of them have had flashes. I just think Davey's been consistently getting hole shots and showing that he can run up front. And, yeah, but he was uh, consistently outside the top ten the opening handful of rounds. First two yeah, rounds. That, that's yeah, that's why I kind of added that it's, been, it's my answer is biased off the last few weeks. It's just fresher in my mind. Got to pick somebody. Uh, Twenty-one points uh, between six guys. Um, you know, between Wyndham and Brayton is uh, they're separated by twenty-one points, six guys. So it's still a battle, you know, in there. Mm. And then Alessi's, Alessi's eight back of that, and then Chisholm's nine back of that. So I think Alessi and Chisholm – I don't think you'd say Alessi and Chisholm were in that mix. There's no way. Um, so that's kind of where I draw the line after, you know, Brayton. It's a celebrating of Brayton. we got to stop that. Yeah, yeah, we do. You're right. Yeah. It's weird. <clears throat> Alessi at times 
could be in that conversation. Yes. It's just not every time. Some weekends you're just like, what is the guy doing out he, there? He passed James Stewart then, in the heat at San Diego. <laughs> well, James didn't do the triple. If I was behind James, I would have passed James there. But I, it, there's just certain weekends where he's on and he is every bit as good as those guys. And then there's other weekends where I don't know if he's just psyched out by the whoops or psyched out by mm-hmm. Tony or I don't know what's going on, but he doesn't look like the same guy at all. Very angry. So, Tony's very angry that weekend. Yeah, I don't know what, what the deal is. but Maybe maybe he's having a problem with his MC bike, MCR bike, and he should go to the to team MCR and ask him, like, what's up? Like, go find the OEM. Go to the MCR yeah, the engineer, factory. Yeah. Engineer of that MCR. Yeah, go to the MCR factory. Find out what they're running, what they thought those of it. Uh, those are made in Lithuania, I heard. Oh, the, the problem is well, with the MCR factory is they build hot tubs there, and no one's going to know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Have you checked the bubblers? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Does it is it still bubbling, or is it? Are you able to are you able to get any bubbles out of it? If, if there's no bubbles right away, you need to check the jets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe you got a plug jet. I don't know. How's the heat? <laughs> Engine's made out of plastic. <laughs> just plastic. <laughs> connecting rod. We're just melting connecting rods. Ooh, it must be the plastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, well, anyways. Um, well, let's move on to lights class, 250 class. Jake Canada has his MCR bike bubbling away. It's just <laughs> well, it's, there was a lot of water on the track this weekend, so I think that was their secret. Yeah, it stayed up. It stayed up. It, it maintained the water levels. Uh, this is a this is a hot question um, that we've been asking a lot. I did a thing on Pulp MX. Is Barca going to lose a race? Ping. Ping. Good answer, Ping. Good answer, Ping. Way, way to go. Uh, JT. Johnny on the spot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think I think at this point, from watching this weekend, if if Baggett brings it like he did this weekend, which I don't know if it was just because it was Daytona or what, mm-hmm. there's a chance he won't. But otherwise, uh, he looks like he's got it. His starts are on point. He looks so confident, man. I yeah. I just don't think he's scared of anyone out there in any situation, mid pack start, whatever. Yeah, he just knows he's better right now. That's, yeah. that's tough to beat. If he was going to lose, it was going to be this weekend. You know what I mean? Muddy, crappy, Baggett catching him twice. But when things are rolling and things are going your way, they go your way. And yep. P- Ping, you're back. Uh, I am. <laughs> Ping, is Barsha going to go undefeated? Uh, I didn't. I, I, w- I would have probably said no last week. It's like a <laughs> this isn't rocket science. But as the week's going, I'm leaning more and more towards he definitely could. <laughs> really? So so as he wins more. Hey, I'll take you in Vegas. I'll give you a for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, Thank you. If, if in the conditions like that, he can, you know, still handle it. I don't know. It's just there's no one else. You know, Vegas had a good race, but there was so many guys I thought would be, you know, I thought Roxham would be way better. Um, yeah. Which maybe I shouldn't have because of the injury. I thought Vegas would be better. They're just not. He's just, he's got him covered. So, you know, yeah. I think if he gets clean starts and he doesn't yard sale, yeah, I think he wins. I think he wins them all. Only one guy has ever won uh, all of them. Um, Richie Carmichael. Richie Carmichael. Yes. Uh, Ernesto lost one. Chad Reed lost one. I think James Stewart might have lost 
Nah, I think you lost more than one. I think obviously the year that you battled with him, you 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 impressed him. One of a couple, two or three. Um, hey guys, thanks for listening to these podcasts. They wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for BTOSports.com as well as the other advertisers. So I appreciate if you just listen to this, deal with it, order some stuff from BTO, and then we'll get right back to the show. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the BTOSports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike car body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped at anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. JT Racing USA is back to reestablish its deep roots in the motocross industry with an all-new, innovative line of racewear and casual wear. While bringing many of JT's strongest design elements from its golden years back to life, the racewear is constructed with the highest grade material on the market and has a technological fit, feel, and function that is sure to raise the bar in how motocross gear is being built. JT has relaunched itself back into motocross with the Pro Tour jersey, classic pants, lifeline, and flex field gloves in eight colorways with an assortment of men's and women's casual wear to add to its collection. By redefining the meaning of airflow, JT has incorporated its airline system technology into this collection and have launched their all-new ALS2 helmet in seven colorways to complete the rebirth of the brand. The wait is over. Okay, so is Roxon is Roxon disappointing? Three, six, two, four. I think he is. Yeah. I, I like him, yeah. but I I, th- I thought he would be. You know, right there. I think he's the question is: does, does old Kenny have trim on his mind, or is he just still coming back from the collarbone? Oh. Marshall needs to get some trim on his mind and shave that beard or that mustache. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear that. that mustache right off. Ping. I don't know what Roxon's deal is. I, I'm kind of baffled. I expected a lot more. I think just from what I've seen of his comments and. I think he expected a lot more, too. I think he's kind of scratching his head right now. I'm like, what is going on? Because speed was always his, you know, strong suit, and it's really not right now. He's not the fast in practice. He's not setting the best lot. You know, it's yeah. just not not there right now. Yeah, it's not like he's just had some bad luck. He's straight up and beat and, you know, straight up not winning. What do you think, JT? I mean, it's, it's pretty tough just coming back from injury, like hopping on. What did he have, two weeks? On the bike before you I think three. Race. Yeah, I think three, but yeah. It's not a lot. It's definitely, you definitely don't, that's not enough time to get your head right, but I don't know. He's a world champion. I don't know. So I, I wonder. It seems see like for a guy like him, he could pull it off. He's young. You know, he, he's crazy fast. Like, I almost feel like there's something else going on. I just thought I would see more flashes of speed. I thought, I haven't seen any, like, crazy scrub down, you know, under, you know, just throwing yeah. it down Yep. on triples and just anything where I'm like, oh, my gosh, did anyone else just see that? I haven't seen anything like that. And I, I saw it every weekend last year when he was here. That's that's what I feel like is missing is that he's got no wunderbar style. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. He just doesn't have that same pizzazz. I, guess. I don't know what the right word JT. is. But. It's called wunderbar. <laughs> <The> German. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, you know, I know there's some stuff going on off the track with him. Um, nothing serious, but like stuff that when you're a 17, 18 year old kid could affect you. You know, early T zone, girl problems. No, no, not girl problems. No. Oh. But um. Constant I mean, erection. <laughs> maybe. I'm just trying to think back. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, a long maybe. time ago. Um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, but yeah, he's been he's been a bit off. There's no doubt about it. What about uh, what about Darren Durham? He's uh, two five four three. Got up third this weekend. Durham's been, uh, I expected probably, obviously he's on Mitch Payton's bike and team, and you expect a, a, a tick up in the performance. I still think he's been better than I thought, though. Been steady. I'm waiting for a flash. I, I thought, remember last year when he, was it, the, was it the opening main event that he whole shot and he was leading before he did his ankle? Uh, yeah. It was a heat race. It was, it was heat race, yeah. Man, he looks good. He was He was just like... I don't know. He looked aggressive. He was charging. And we just haven't seen him up front yet, really. That's how he was at Dallas, though. The first main event this year, he led for I don't even know how long. Long time. Right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, you're right. I I think he's going to shine outdoors, personally. I think uh, when it goes outdoors, he's going to be – I think he'll be, like, in that mix with the top guys. Yeah, is he a better outdoor rider, you think, than Supi? I think. A little bit. Um, oh, what do you I think, think JT? Been pretty good. I think he's been good. He's been consistent, which, well, you know, last year he was hurt and bad races and good races, and uh, I think he's been really, really good. Um, you know, he came up and passed Roxon this weekend in the main event, which was pretty impressive. Um, I don't know. I've been, I've been, you know, happy, or, you know, if I was in that camp, I'd be happy with what he's done. I don't think that Mitch thought he was going to go win the title this year. I really don't. You know, I thought he could – I think his expectations for Durham were be on the podium as much as possible, and, you know, if we could get a win, and that would be awesome. But I don't think yeah. he had that, you know, this is your year, you got to go in the title. You know, you're the man. I don't I don't think that was what was put on him this year. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think you're – just get on the box a whole bunch. Get on the box and then, you know, get some box after the race. Oh. I <laughs> <laughs> got um, Kenny's scraps. Yeah, yeah. One leads into the other, Steve. Yeah, it always does, doesn't it? Um, so Baggett, Baggett's had bad race, good race, bad race, good race. Um, but you think, JT, if anybody's going to beat him, anybody's going to beat um, Barsha, it's going to be him? Man, going into the season, I would have said Roxon yeah. is far and away that guy. But yep. not lately. You know, And I yeah, wouldn't have yeah. said Baggett either, but Baggett's been better the last couple weeks, so. You know who could sneak one in? It, it would catch everybody by surprise, and it would have to be the right set of circumstances, but Bogle. Kid's got yep. skills. If the right set of circumstances went down, he could walk away with it, with one. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah. think so, too. He's got, he can go really, really fast. If he, steal, if he gets a whole shot and is stealing it, he'll be gone before those guys yeah. even know what happened. Yep. More so than- I think he works hard enough that he, would, he wouldn't get tired. You know what I mean? He, right. could, he would just check out and be gone. Yeah, it would be, you know, if, if if those guys let him go at the beginning, it would be done. Like, he would just yep. yard him at the, at the beginning and race over. Yeah, he's had kind of some bad luck. I mean, I, I wrote about this. He, he should have had a top five in the opening round, but he got, you know, Mookie cleaned him out. Should have had a podium at St. Louis, fell on the last lap. This week he got stuck in the mud. So he's seventh in the points, and, and you are what you are ranked, according to Ping. So you're the seventh best rider in the class, but 
there's no way Bogle Bogle's going to be, you know, podium guy most weekends. And uh, what do you think about what do you think about Warden? Could he squeak one out too in the right set of circumstances? Um, I want to say yes. I want to say yes, but man, he just seems prone to make a you know a big mistake at the wrong time. He's fast, yeah, man. He he can ride. There ain't no doubt. He goes into his rant about how leopards don't change their spots and <laughs> can't take the stripes off a tiger. Um, no, I, I, I'm yeah. not going to go into that rant with Warden. No, I'm not there because Warden's won a race. Warden's Warden's made the podium a ton. Warden's won a race. To me, that's. I mean, he's always right. had sort of a mistake. If you want to, if you want to get me going on that kind of stuff, you just got to mention <laughs> the words Kyle Cunningham or Martin Davalos, and I will begin to get upset. You know what I mean? That's the start. All right. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, great speed, great talent, but eventually, you just got to be like, okay, this guy is what he is. You know. Although Cunningham, to his credit, did great last year outdoors. Fourth overall. Fourth or what fifth is going overall. on with Cunningham? He's, in, know? he's hurt, I guess, from Dallas. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, but to me, if Kyle Cunningham's my star rider, he's gone 27, 8, and 7. And if the injury is causing him to go, to go that bad, I just pull him out. He's not doing anybody any good, getting sevens and eights. Or start drinking heavy. Those are your options, yeah. really, at this yeah. point. I mean – he had a huge get off in practice. I saw it was oh, right, did he? it was not right in front of me, but it was across the track. But I was watching him. Yeah, and wow, it was big. <laughs> that's very surprising. I, I, that's in Daytona. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. not good. Hey, I heard someone else went off big in practice. Um, uh, who was it? I read a tweet or something about it. I don't know. I didn't, I don't know. Someone else they red flagged it. Four fifty. I can't remember. They red flagged it. Really. Uh, or maybe I'm thinking, let's think of Lemay last again. Was there not another guy who got off big this weekend in practice? Um, yeah, maybe there was, but I didn't see it. I think it was early in the lights or something. I don't think yeah, well, anybody anyway. named, named guy. Just some shitty guy, JT. I know. I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think when I got up there. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> Meanwhile, I got a joke about that. Oh, the shitty guys are out here. Let's just let's just go eat. Because <laughs> uh, that's just sometimes the attitude of some people, you know. Um, hey, I'm wondering about uh, about Mookie. My Mookie fever has not been there. Um, could be because Jay, his brother James said he hates me. I don't think so though. Um, I think it's got more to do with the fact that uh, I just haven't seen the magic this year. But you guys are, are racers. I mean, I, I I have four Manitoba titles, but let's just defer to you too. That crash in St. Louis, JT. Does that jack you up? Does that Atlanta? Atlanta. That crash in Atlanta. Does that jack you up? No, I don't think so. That was ugly. Just, that was dirty. Yeah, it was. But I, I think it's just circumstances. Um St. Louis he got a terrible start. This weekend he went had to go to the last chance, so then he screwed for the start of the main. Right. Uh but I, I honestly, if I'm gonna be fair, I would say I expected more. Right. I just thought he would be I thought he was gonna be faster. I mean I, I saw the guy Last year, at times, I was like, oh, my gosh, he's really fast. Right. I've never seen, you know, at times, I've never seen anybody on a lights bike hit whoops that fast before. Right. And I uh, just haven't seen that. You know, I've seen a little bit here and there, but not as much as last year. So, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm just going to say uh, I am officially back to 98.6 degrees. Yeah, yeah. Fever's gone. Yeah, well, 
Uh, and uh, we all love Nathan Ramsey, team manager there at, at JDR KTM, but I wonder if the bike's holding them back a bit or they seem okay. I mean, Matt Moss made a podium. God, you hate KTMs. No. Those bikes are good. Those bikes are fast. Matt Moss made a podium. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to what's going on with Mookie. So what changed? And the Bike. first thing you do is those bikes must suck. No, I didn't say must suck. I have to get you a trip to Austria. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, someone, <laughs> JT, someone just came back from an all-expense-paid trip in Austria skiing. Hint, hint. Uh, and someone really likes a KTM 350. So just give you, put those two together, the guy on the, the, guy on the other line. Must be nice. Um, no, I'm just maybe I'll get an all expense paid trip to Spokane, Washington, and check out hot tubs. <laughs> the MCR factory. Yep. You can watch the bikes come right off the assembly line. <laughs> um, the uh, no, I'm just looking at what changed with Mookie. That's all. And I mean, Matt Moss made a podium. The bikes are good. They are. But what changed with Mookster? He changed his gear. Maybe he got bigger. He does look bigger. Like. Not fatter, just bigger. Maybe he's struggling a bit with that. He's a big guy. I don't know what it is. But it's that's, art. that's arts are a big part of it, I can tell you that. Right, and he's bigger, so maybe that, that's, that's all tied together, right? What do you think he weighs? Let's do the guessing game again here. Uh, 190? Got it. He's got to be 195. He's just too big. That's too big. 195. Big boy. Right, JT? Yeah, I, I mean, that's heavy. That's heavy for a white spike. I, yeah. I would that's say big old he's butt. at least 195. He's a big boy. Too much Chick-fil-A? He could, he could cut those dreads off. It's a good couple pounds. <laughs> right there. Um, well, and also, yeah. also, too, in the, in the department of guys I thought would do better, and not to make this a bag on everybody podcast, but P.J. Larson. Yeah, he's been Did hurt. he get hurt again, though? Oh, he's been hurt? Yeah, he's been hurt. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a sh- – is it a shoulder? What did he hurt? I thought it was wrist. They ejected him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've seen him in here with Eddie Casillas at the at place over here. So, yeah, I know he's working on something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, he, I think he was supposed to race west and then got hurt at the last minute. Well, he did a wrist, but I'm saying he's since then he's hurt his shoulder. Oh, he's hurt on top of that. Okay. He yeah. crashed really bad at St. Louis. I know that. He crashed bad in the rhythm section. So maybe probably there too. Let's give it up yeah. to JT's longtime rival and former teammate, Jeff Gibson, for coming out of the Arena Cross series and putting it in both main events. Man, he crashed bad. Did you see that crash? Yeah. How did he get up? I don't know. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did Bowers race this weekend? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, don't I thought know. he would just think... like dig a trench around the whole track with his sheer size and <laughs> Solid finish. No, don't, no luck though. Don't know what happened to to, to Bowers. He uh, he didn't finish. He did, you know, got a. He got was a, he in the main? He got fourteen. No, he got a. He got fourteenth. Mm. Yeah, fourteenth. So, um, at that point in the mud, it's just kind of like one of those deals, right? You're just hoping it. I mean, it could go either way for you. Like I was talking to Cole Thompson yesterday, who by the way had a good finish, tenth in the points. And I mean, I, I said to him at this, you know, in the mud. Just get in the main and hope from there. And he's like, "Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, I just really want to make the main, and whatever happened in the main happened. But um, the key was getting into the main because it's so easy to miss in a mud race for a guy mm-hmm. like that. Yep. You know? Um, yeah, there's just so many things that can go wrong, and half of them aren't your are out of your control. Some guy just swerves in front of you, and you both go down, or yeah. whatever. Tommy Week got a uh, got tenth. 
Pacific Northwest guy, probably good in the mud. Although RV's not that great in the mud, but Tommy Week did good. Um, anything else? Uh, Cole Seely mm-hmm. struggled, but that's probably to be expected. Yeah, he struggled. JT Matt Gurky had his best ride. Your teammate. Yeah, he uh, he had fifth place, man. I felt bad for him. He had it. How would he have it? He, what happened? He stalled it with like three laps to go. Oh, really? Yeah, he he passed. Uh, well, you know, everybody was kind of making mistakes all over, but him, Tickle, and Weimer were back and forth, back and forth, and Matt finally got ahead of both of them and then stalled it and went all the way back to ninth. So it was kind of a bummer. But it was it was a bummer for the team and for him. You know, everybody was, you know, we obviously need a really good finish. Or, you know, but myself included, I've been struggling, and uh, right. you know, I was just pumped to see something good go right and then you know just it wasn't still wasn't terrible but fifth place would have been awesome um yeah that would have been good for your team and good and good for matt i think uh as a fill-in guy matt gurkey has been all you can ask for i I mean i'm disappointed because the sexy devil race gear is no longer on the track but he's but he's been well he's been good on you right yeah he's better than a fill-in guy and i know i've said that before but yeah he's he's not a I think he's he's a better than a fill-in level guy. Uh, Canari's better too than a fill-in guy too. Like, yeah, he's been riding well. Like you sure. know, if you're, and I, 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 here I go getting excited again. But you know, if you're the owner of the Valley Yamaha team, you're like Stroop and Izzy. Those are my guys. I'm going to war with them. Like you could make a case like Stroop's pretty talented, and and we know that, and Izzy's you know, trying to put things back together, and he's talented too, but wouldn't you just go and get a Canari or a Matt Gurky and be like, hey, here's my rock. Here's my solid guy. Right? Yeah, but I think I think the problem is is you have, you're dealing with guys like Rockstar and these companies that they really like Stroop and Nico and these guys, They and they're putting a lot of influence in on who they hire. You think so? so like, you think... Yeah, I, I know for a fact that Rockstar was a huge part of that Stroop deal. Like, they really, like, were pushing Stroop no matter what. Wow. They must follow him on Twitter. <laughs> I'm, I'm officially... I, I mean, you have to have an interpreter to follow him on Twitter. I'm officially <laughs> quitting. I'm officially quitting as a media member in this sport. What are you going to do for work? Um, Dig ditches. Oh, that'll work out well. You're uh, built for it. I just... I, I, that, 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 I mean, that just makes me upset that, that a, a, an energy drink company would choose riders based on, on an image and not care about the results. I mean, that's part of it. Image is part of it, for sure. But, I mean, Bobby Canari, I mean, he'll personally go into the stands and say hi to everybody if you need him to. You know, Canari's like one of the gr- good dudes out there. So, I yeah. don't know. I, that, that's, that's just too bad. But, I mean, I guess you get what you, you know, if, if you don't know much about the sport and don't follow the sport and you just see – a guy, and you're like, oh, yeah, he's cool. Let's get him. You know, when there's just dudes like Gurky and Canari peeking over the fence going, hey, what about us? I mean, those are solid main yep. event guys every week. Yeah. Yeah, it's just how the sport works. The, guy, they, the guys that are have that capability of going crazy fast at a given time, those are the guys that excite people. That's just how it's always been. Huh. Um, okay. Well, I guess that'll Well, and, and take a look at Rockstar's long lineage of hiring awesome riders. You know, any, any team they're involved with tends to leave you scratching your head a little bit about why they have who they have. 
Good point. No, yeah. you're right. Yeah. No, that's kind of always. My dad used to always tell me, you know, factory teams are going to hire the guys that are capable of winning, and you are not one. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is some good support from your dad. <laughs> you are not one of them. I want you to get that through your head right now. Well, Ping, this is the same dad who who once put on a pit board pull off too slow pull off. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and then JT did, and then JT did, and then they got mad at each other. They started got into shouting back with each other. Yeah, put your pull off. I said, ah, too slow. Yeah, I just figured I figured out you had great advice. <laughs> put it in the truck. <laughs> now drive us twenty eight hours home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the stories of Frank and JT—they could go on for a long time. Definitely too slow. Was it too slow pull off or just too slow? No, there's, it was too slow to pull off, and it, it happened twice, and there were both times were at Millville. That's the that's the great part. Yeah. It happened two times in my career, and both times were at Millville, and the one time they showed on TV, which was priceless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't you have a screenshot of that? Yeah, I have a, I have a picture of it. Somebody has a – yeah, I saw it on a screen. Somebody has a screenshot of Frank, too slow, pull off. Yep. Oh, good. It's right as they go to commercial. Yeah. Like, and we'll be back. And you just see my dad stick the pit board out. <laughs> I go blow on by. Too slow pull off. Nice. Nice. That's like some parental encouragement. Yeah, that whole lap was really fun. I just was, you know, yeah. super motivated that whole lap. <laughs> Most dads can be accused of going too far and, and having stars in their eyes when it comes to their kids, you know? Um, yep. I, I just did a podcast it's- with Josh Woods. Uh, GPF down there, and he told me, you know, that there's a lot of parents taking a lot of money into these kids that he can see don't have it, you know, and the, and the parents are living through their kids. And then we have the exact opposite in Frank Thomas. <laughs> yeah, but I will say that my dad has completely done a 180 since then. The guy is so supportive now and yeah. totally different. He just 100% different, different attitude, all totally opposite of how it was back then which is cool I, I just think he had so much pressure on him he was like my whole racing program he was buying everything yeah spending every dollar he had driving to the races working on my bike so when i did that it was just like yeah. couldn't take it you know yeah so now that he doesn't have yeah. to do anything he's just 100 percent in my corner which is cool <laughs> my, my dad was always really like he he backed out as soon as i kind of started racing professionally he's like hey mitch and those guys and you know randy those guys have a more more input than I'm going to be able to give you. So good luck, you know. Give right. a shout if you want to talk about whatever. He was really good about kind of just letting you go. But the very first national I ever did was at Glen Helen in '93. Uh, Remember the one moto? Yeah. It was like 105 degrees, and, and they did a 140 minute moto. They changed the format for that day. And I got it was maybe 30 to 35 minutes into it, and I I pulled through. I, I was de- I was done. First national I'd ever done. You know, you have no idea what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. I'm vapored. I'm I'm like my vision's going blurry. You know, you get those little flashy things kind of <laughs> on your periphery, just yeah. like little spots. And I pull it on my dad. I, I'm done. I can't. I'm gonna fall over. Like, don't. And he's that's the maddest I've ever seen him. You don't. You dare tell me you're gonna quit. Get your ass out there. No, no way you're pulling in right now. Go. <laughs> I'm like, wow. All right. Yeah, forget about my safety. Let me go hit these big jumps right now. Spots <laughs> all over. <laughs> Looking like you're at a rock concert and the pyro just yeah. went off. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, no. And, you know, I, mean, I wish I wish you'd have pulled a Frank on me. 
<laughs> you slow pull off. I'm yeah. like, yeah, thank you. Thank oh. you. oh God, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, Frank. Frank's had his moments. Uh, there's a lot of st- good stories. Good guy though. Always a good guy. At least, but, but we weren't his son, so we had we had a good laugh. No, he was him. he was awesome as a dad. He just it, he was just brutal as far as you know. He knew what I was capable of, and if I wasn't doing it, he was not afraid to tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there's not a lot of parents out there that'll you know basically just give up everything and drive all over the place to, and whatever it took basically yeah, you know, yeah. every everything you had to yeah. try to make you do better so yeah for sure um all right guys uh thanks for coming on the btosports.com racer x podcast uh, daytona wrap up good time good stories thanks both you guys and uh we'll see you this weekend at indy jt and ping will uh see you when we see you all right good luck this weekend jt All right, thanks, man. See you guys. See you. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200-episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.